You're listening to the Sexy Vampire Teeth Podcast. I'm a British robot lady. My turn-offs include England, robots and horror movies. Enjoy the show. Yo, Joe. Yo, Justin. Started. Nothing. I pose a question to you. Is there any way to fix the Friday the 13th franchise where it stands now? No, it's dead. That's the question I posed to you tonight, and I think that we are going to try and figure that one out. We sort of came up with ideas of how to fix the franchise. I didn't hear any of yours. And I have not heard any of yours. Right. Now, the only thing I do know is that like you're going to kind of summarize, and so am I. I don't want to sit here and go into all these like specific and intricate plot points, but... Just an idea of what I think the next movie should be. Because the next movie would be the 13th movie. So I kind of had like a cool idea what they could do to kind of like somewhat heal like this wounded franchise. Uh, and, and you said you did too. So this is kind of like new to everybody because I'm not, I didn't hear any of your shit yet. And you didn't hear mine. So I guess <clears throat> before we even get into it, it is so fucking cold in this office. Holy shit. I just so turn the heat up. It's not working. Um, it's, oh, no. Yeah, it's not working in here. Um, I gotta kind of fuck around with it, but uh, yeah, the, my my uh, my office is freezing. Office slash toy room, as it's affectionately called. Yeah, it's just cold as shit in here. I mean, you, you want to go put a sweater on? Or something? I got a sweater on. <laughs> well, you want to put a better sweater on, Joe? Jason's mother's sweater. <laughs> So full of holes and bloody. Segway. Mostly around the neck. <laughs> yeah, spoiler alert. She got her head chopped off. Mm. But I'm going to get into that. So I, I think what I'll do is I'll just I'll just run through the franchise movie to movie as quickly as possible. I don't want to bog this podcast down with that. I don't, I don't want that to be the entire, you know. But I'll just give like a real brief rundown of like the timeline of the movies. Like, you know, like kind of what happened and then who are you know, final girl was or whatever. Um, right. uh, just like for, for you guys, like listening at home, uh, what this essentially is going to be is a state of the franchise episode. Uh, we're going to do these every once in a while. We're going to pick a horror franchise, talk about where it's been, talk about where it is now, and then give our own ideas for where it could go in the future. Yeah. Uh, so that's essentially what, 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 what the goal of this uh, podcast is. But, and obviously, you know, just to have like fun and like something for us to talk about. We'd also like to hear any comments from uh, uh, our fellow listeners. So you could, you know, just send us an email or go ahead up, hit us up on social media, what you uh, thought of it and, you know, what you might have an idea about. Uh, and, and if you have an idea yourself, I'd love to hear it too. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So from my like, uh, story idea. I, I have to kind of go through the franchise because, like, I, I I pull from everything. Um, so just with as least detail as possible, we'll just go through each movie. Friday Thirteenth Part One uh, basically establishes that Jason. <clears throat> for anyone that doesn't know anything about Jason the, the, at all, uh, which it, the all you need to know the the basics of the story is that Jason was a kid who um, whose mother worked at a camp, Camp Crystal Lake, which is takes place in Jersey, right? As far as we know, yeah. Yeah. Uh, takes place in Jersey. And uh, his mother, Pamela, worked at the camp. Uh, Jason was basically like a humongoloid. He was like this, you know, uh, retarded kid. Uh, I know it's like a PC. Let's, let's not use that word. 
I'm, I'm from a different generation. <laughs> what am I supposed to say? Uh, we're going to say differently able. How's that? That sounds fucking bull- like bullshit, but okay. Um, he's okay. special. Jason's Jason's basically mutilated. Um, I don't know what his problem He is special needs. <laughs> I'm just making it worse. <laughs> oh, Christ. You call the kid a mongoloid for God That's what Tom Savini used to call it. Yeah, because Tom Savini is like 90 years old. Come on now. You don't look it. You don't look no, it. he's probably like 70 actually. In any case. Alright, so anyway, J- Jason has Jason is different. And he is special kid, special needs kid, whatever. He, he drowns in the camp lake that the mother works at. And the mother blames the camp counselors because they weren't paying attention to him when he drowned. Uh, you know, they were fooling around and stuff like that. Uh, that's the origin story of Jason. Right. I think everybody kind of knows that. Even if you haven't seen a Friday 13th movie or just seen some of them, you know that's the story. It's a pretty popular story. The first movie takes place in 1979. Well, the movie came out, I think, in 81 but um, or 80. Basically, Pamela, Jason's mother, uh, you know, has done a lot of things to keep the camp closed all these years since 57 when her kid drowned. And now they're opening the camp again in 79, and you got a bunch of camp counselors. The, the camp's not open yet. They're opening it, and this, so there's no kids there. Um, and all these camp counselors get killed off. It's kind of a mystery, whodunit kind of movie, and it turns out to be Pamela, and you kind of learn a backstory then. Alice is the last surviving person. She's the final girl of uh, that movie, and that's kind of the running theme. Our heroes are called the final girls. So Alice cuts Pamela's head off. She's dead. So... Jason would be, if he was alive, he'd be about 22 years old. Now, the second part basically starts off with Alice getting killed at her house by an adult Jason in revenge for what she did. And then it skips ahead five years to 1984, where, again, a bunch of camp counselors are opening up the camp again on the other side of the lake. And they're all kind of killed off by Jason. And the final girl of this is, you know, our hero, uh, Ginny. She survives. Um... And then that, that's pretty much it with that one. The third the third part uh, takes place basically right after this, uh, from what I remember, at just a lake house on the same lake. And the main character is Chris Higgins, and basically all her friends are going to her cabin. Uh, again, Jason gets, you know, is let loose on this uh, cabin, basically, and kills all of her friends. Important to note, this is the movie he gets his hockey mask. Mm-hmm. Chris kind of like had, you know, running with Jason previously before the movie. So uh, she's our final girl. She basically, you know, sticks an axe in his head. And that, that marking has been on his mask ever since. And that's the end of that movie. She basically gets taken away going crazy. It looks like she lost her mind. The fourth part, we get uh, our hero character, Tommy, who's introduced, played by Corey Feldman. And this is also, you know, kids hanging out at a lake house, a group of friends across from them is Tommy, his mom and sister. Uh, who who lived there. And basically Jason comes, he kills everybody. Tommy and his sister Trish wind up basically um, killing Jason for good this time by putting a machete through his head. And this is little Tommy that does this. Kill, he kills him. And we're led to believe that he kind of goes crazy after that movie by like the, the ending, but that doesn't really come to fruition. Well, he, he pulls a Britney Spears at the end of that movie and shaves his head. <laughs> yeah, to make Jason remember who he used to be to kind of confuse him and whatever. Um, which is like a, there's a lot of that, right? Like Jenny does that when she puts the mother's sweater on and pretends to be his mother. Um, so, yeah. And then uh, part five 
has an older Tommy. That one takes place in 1989, and it's a fake Jason that comes and kills all his friends at this, like, halfway home that they're at. Uh, not real Jason. Part 6 takes place roughly in the 90s, and Tommy, as an adult again, digs Jason up with, um, Horshack. with Horshack. Yeah. <laughs> from, from, yeah, from Welcome to the Cotter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they dig him up to make sure he's really dead. And then lightning, lightning strikes a la a um, universal horror movie, which this movie is very much like a universal horror movie. Oh my god, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, part six also, is one of my favorites. Yeah. Gotta be honest with you, part six is my favorite. Yeah, it's a great fucking movie. So he's resurrected through lightning because he was fucking dead, basically, from part four. And he wreaks havoc on a camp that's in full session. There's kids and everything there. Yeah. Tommy winds up chaining him up and dropping him to the bottom of the lake. It's supposed to be some ritual that's going to keep him there because that's where he was born from. So that's the end of that movie. Uh, part seven takes place in, 90, in 97, uh, according to like the timeline of this. Where uh, this girl Tina, who would have been born in about 1980, and that, that's kind of important for my movie. Okay. So, uh, Tina uh, basically lives somewhere on the lake with her parents. Uh, we see a flashback to like uh, like the 80s, where she uses she has powers. Basically, she has like telekinesis. Um, this is like this was supposed to be like a Jason versus Carrie movie, but they couldn't get the rights or something like that. So. Right. She has, like, telekinetic powers. She winds up, like, accidentally, like, killing her dad, basically. Um, right. And then she goes back to the house in, in this current time, which, like I said, was 1997, to kind of, like, I don't know, heal herself. She goes with, like, a therapist. Yeah, she, go, she goes with her mom and her therapist, who is Bernie from Weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> yeah. And they go there, and then, wouldn't you know, she kind of unwillingly re- resurrects Jason from his... Uh, water tomb and he goes on a killing spree with another group of people that are there for like a lake house she fights him basically um has her a vision of her i want to say a vision of her dad i want to say it's her dad come up and grab jason and bring it back down in the water yeah i never quite understood what the what, what that was yeah to i don't know either uh, it's 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 very ambiguous but whatever um in part eight uh, it's the that's Jason takes Manhattan where Jason somehow gets to Manhattan through a river cruise uh, in in Jersey. I don't know how that's possible, but um, not even a like how I guess Camp Crystal Lake is connected to I guess the Hudson. <laughs> I don't know. Somehow. But they get yeah. But either way, they get to Manhattan uh, through this like I mean it's like a prom boat or something like that, right? Yeah, it's it's, yeah. it's basically <clears> their senior <throat> trip. Right. So they take a cruise from Camp Crystal Lake somehow, and they get to Manhattan. Anyone that kind of lives over here knows that's sort of impossible, but they get to Manhattan. Uh, Rennie is the hero there in that movie, and she... Um, My favorite final girl, by the way. Is it really? Rennie? Yeah. Yeah, yeah Rennie. All right. So um, <clears throat> they they get to Manhattan. You know, Jason basically... He kills... Mo- it, the most of the movie takes place in the boat. Jason kills a bunch of people in the boat. The boat gets uh, the boat docks in Manhattan. They're running from him, and we get you know a couple very brief uh, scenes in the city. R- really, only one that's in New York, but I think the rest are in Canada. And uh, yeah, he Jason's basically uh, standing off against Rennie at the end, and it's like toxic sludge in the sewer that that kills him. And that's basically that. Now, part nine is a very strange movie. Uh, Jason goes to hell it's hard to place the timeline on that. I I don't know if it's like the 
the, the late 90s, early 2000s. I don't know. But basically, they, like, blow Jason up. They take his corpse back to be, like, uh, experiment on and, like, you know, research. And uh, people start eating the corpse and becoming Jason. Those, and it's just, like, this sort of, like, uh, in the movie, he's, like, a shape, he's, like, a, he's a demon that basically enters people and they, like, shapeshift into Jason. It's a very strange movie. Very hard to kind of, like, it's, it's really where it goes completely off the rails at that point. Jason goes to hell is a very difficult movie to place in the continuity of the films it's strange i gotta be honest i still love the movie though it's a good movie it's just <laughs> it very is. strange <laughs> they eat the heart right the corner yeah. the corner eats the heart and he becomes jason and then like it kind of he kind of just keeps like body hopping until the end where he tries to hop in the body of a descendant of his and meanwhile the whole time you got this guy creighton duke who's like hunting him down and he believes in this like you know this certain power that that Jason has, and he knows how to stop, and he's got some magical knife. It's it's off the fucking walls. But at the end, Jason kind of comes back to, in real form. They stab him with some magical knife. Like, keep saying this, I sound like a fucking asshole. And uh, he's taken into hell by Freddy Krueger. Um, I don't know. I, I don't. Know. You have to see it. I guess it's it's pretty fucking nuts. Part ten. Jason X. Jason in space takes place way down the line, <laughs> where. They find Jason's frozen body. They take him into space for some reason. And there's a whole space fight. Enough said. Now, the, the I guess the 11th movie is Jason vs. Freddy. It's, no, it's Freddy vs. Jason. Don't, don't do that. Yeah, all right. <laughs> Freddy vs. <versus> Jason. <laughs> That's the 11th movie. And it would definitely take place before Jason X. Um, and probably after Jason goes to hell. If that even exist i don't know it's very it, it doesn't really acknowledge anything it just sort of like says you know the story of jason you know the story of freddy so we'll just skip all that and just it definitely takes place after jason goes to hell yeah well because we already got we already got the the freddy scene kind of and jason goes to hell we we this there's setup so to speak right and the 12th movie is just a reboot it's just a remake yeah. of the first four films, kind of. Uh, the way they do it, they yeah. just kind of mash up the first four films. So That's really well done. It's really well done. It's a little polished for a Friday Thirteenth movie, but it's good. And yeah. Jason's great. Yeah, yeah, very cool version of Jason. <clears throat> yeah. All right, so I'm like looking through all these movies, and I'm like, yeah, it's pretty difficult to kind of a like fix this franchise and also keep this continuity going. Or fix, you know, or, or, or fit everything into the continuity, but I kind of think I can. So basically, I had like four things going into this, like thing that we were gonna do, right? Okay. Uh, the first thing to me was I, I wanted to bring whatever the next movie is gonna be. Like I said, it's the thirteenth movie, mm-hmm. so I think that should be a pretty special movie. I yeah. want, I wanted um, to definitely bring it back to its like roots. So at, at its core, it needs to be like a balls to the wall slasher movie, you know, like just right. practical effects super important to it mm-hmm. um you know kills we haven't seen or maybe some kills we have that people love you know it, it's gotta be oh, you, gotta, you gotta bring back the, the sleeping bag kill the sleeping bag kill it's gotta just be a, a slasher movie that's right. that's a good so that's number one for me all right number two is like kind of keeping like pure to the, the original movie because like the the people involved in the first movie like the the big names like Servini who did the special effects Betsy Palmer who played Pamela you know, other people that worked on the movie all basically say the same thing. And if you've watched any documentaries or, you know, seen some, like, footage from cons, they all they all tell you the same thing. Jason Jason died in that lake. That was the reason for everything that happened in that first movie. And there's a lot of, you know, Friday 13th Part 1 purists and essentially 
those people are the ones that worked in the movie. So they believe that Jason died in that in that lake, and that's it. They don't know who the fuck was running around, but Jason died in that lake. I wanted to actually keep that as part of my movie. Okay. Okay. The third thing, I wanted to see if there was a way I could come up with an idea for like the next movie while keeping every single film in continuity somehow. You know, like tie everything together. Right. And the fourth thing was to do something kind of different too. I don't know if that negates a lot, but I, I felt like there should be something like, you know, while most of it should be kind of like traditional slasher and keeping to what Friday 13th was, I think also it would for like a like a seminal number uh, film in the franchise, doing something very different would also be kind of cool too. Like something just in there that's very different. So those are the four things that I like kept in mind when we're trying to come up with a story. So okay. essentially, my story. So all right. So essentially, my story uh, at its surface is I want to bring back all the final girls from all the movies to come back and kill Jason. That was like even even Alice. Kind of. She's dead, okay. <laughs> but but yeah. Um, so that was kind of like the idea I had. I was like, I'd like to see like, kind of like you know, Halloween did that, right? Like the, we we have Jamie Lee Curtis now, you know, forty years later, uh, a fight of Michael Myers. Um, you know, and Terminator did that too. So like, I like that. I like that, and I kind of wanted to go with that trend. I thought like, well, having all of them, like hunting him down, would be kind of cool. Like now, you know, like they're all like older women. So I thought that would like be a like, Jason Revenge Squad. Yeah, I know it sounds kind of silly, but like, hear no, me out. That's kind of a cool concept. I yeah. like that. But, um, so I was like, okay, that, that was kind of where I wanted to go with it. So I, I tried to kind of come up with a unique spin on it. So basically, my my story is this, all right? Um, everybody has a part in it, all right? So the movie would basically start off with just a modern day Camp Crystal Lake, you know, a bunch of kids hanging out, doing whatever. One girl breaks off from the pact. She goes, you know, wherever she goes, she's hunted down, she's killed by Jason, right? And then I want to kind of, like, snap to, like, Rennie waking up out of bed, like, freaking out, right? Goes to use the phone to make a phone call, no one's answering, makes a phone call, no one's answering, she just, like, drops the phone, like, like, low, like puts her head in her hands, and we kind of just, like, cut over to her at a funeral. In, like, the same exact frame, like, wherever she's standing, just change her clothes, change the background, like, with her head in her hand. And now we're at a funeral. So, so basically, we find out, like, she had a vision of, a re- like, a relative, like, a niece or something like that being murdered at this camp. And I wanted to give her, like, these abilities where she had visions. Because in the movie, she had visions of Jason in the water trying to grab right. her. It, it, it couldn't have happened because he was dead in the 50s. So we knew it was not real. And then also when Jason dies in that movie, she sees him as a kid again. So I kind of thought like, oh, maybe we can give her like powers of like seeing visions, right? And I was like further developing that. So basically Rennie has like a vision of her niece or something like that being killed at a, at a camp. And it happened. She's at a funeral. And who's at the funeral there is Ginny. And I want to kind of make Ginny like the tough sort of like um, doomsday prepper, you know? I felt like that's that just, yeah, I just yeah. felt like that made sense, right? Like, yeah, I, I can definitely see that. And she's there, yeah, because like her look fits that kind of role, I thought. You yeah. Know? I could yeah. see her like being like that doomsday prepper type of person. Right. Just kind of grizzled. Yeah. Grizzled. I want her kind of being the funeral in the back, you know, like kind of hanging out, glasses, you know what I mean? Like trench coat, right. like that kind of, you know, just like watching. Shotgun. Um, <laughs> she was smoking um, and uh yeah whatever so like you know the, the be, be like just there's no qualms about this my movie idea is, is off the wall and kind of silly but it's supposed to be oh dude i'm a, I'm a, I'm a 100 on board so far <laughs> so Ginny kind of approaches rennie and like 
she was like, I'm really sorry for your loss. And, she, and then Rennie's kind of just like, I just don't, I just need you to leave me alone. Like, there, there's, we get a sense that, like, Ginny's been bothering Rennie for a while, right? Right. And Ginny's whole thing is she's like, I want to hunt this guy down and just get rid of him. It's been 40 years of just killings and, like, suffering and loss, and nothing has stopped this guy. And no one even, like, I want to kind of make it where a lot of people don't believe in it, you know what I mean? And she just wants to get this thing, and she feels like, you know, Rennie could help her because she has vision. She might be able to, you know, figure out where he is, you know, find out how to get him in a vulnerable state or whatever the case may be. So she wants her to kind of go with her. She wants nothing to do with it. So we get a sense that it's been a conversation they've had before. And she's like, now's at the fucking time, obviously, you know. Um, it's like a really inappropriate time. So at some point, you know, we, we kind of go back and forth a little bit, but not too much because just we'll just get to the, you know, I want to kind of get to the point of the movie where, you know, Ginny, you know, gets some people who agree with her. And go with her and, and on this pilgrimage to Camp Crystal Lake to kill Jason. But it's in the wintertime. Because we've never seen Jason in the snow, and I think that'd be fucking awesome. Yeah, I 100% agree. You know? So, um, maybe some time has passed, and she kind of convinces Rennie to go. And she's like, well, I got other people that are going to come with us. And we would have Trish and Tommy, Jarvis. Nice. And Tommy would be with Megan. Because it's like, that's who he was with, and they're, they're together. That makes sense. But... Fucking Corey Feldman's coming back to play Tommy Jarvis because this fits the only person I, I, I can imagine. He wants to yeah. do it so bad, and he's so fucking crazy. Just having him in it alone would be spectacular, and 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 just yeah. amazing to watch because you don't know what he'll do. You know, I don't, <laughs> I don't I don't think he's controllable even on a movie set. <laughs> no, no, probably not. So they so basically, Ginny's got you know Trish and Tommy. Uh, she's got Megan, and uh, we got Rennie, and we're they're all basically gonna go and. They, they're the, one of the people that they're going to talk to first to kind of, like, help find where they should go, like, give them, like, a good, like, you know, direction is Chris Higgins, who's still, like, locked up in an insane asylum. I just wanted her to be, like, a crazy person who just okay. never got over it. But she kind of gives them, like, you know, it'd be one of those moments where she gives them, like, this cryptic picture or symbol or something like that, and, like, you don't know what it is. Um, yeah. But, like, they'll figure it out later, like, oh, you turn it upside down. It's, like, the fucking shape of that tree. You know, like, something like that. So right. that, that would be, like, her part to play, you know? Like... I said I was going to bring everybody in there, but, you know, in, in doses, right? Yeah. One of the people that, you know, I want Ginny to really try to get is Tina because she has abilities. But Tina wants nothing to do with it. And Tina, I wanted to be working with that woman, Pam, uh, from Part 5. You know, she would be like a psychiatrist at this point, I would, I would feel like. And she's like trying to unlock things of her past and how she had these abilities with the psychiatrist. But she doesn't really want to go on this pilgrimage she doesn't want to be part of this so now we have all these like final girls uh well most of them right going to the camp in the winter like frozen over you know that sounds like a lot i kind of was like i, w I would that would kind of play out a little bit faster um because when they get to this like frozen over Crystal camp crystal lake that's when we would get our slasher movie because once they get there like rennie would just keep seeing all like everywhere she passed we would and we would get a vision of what happened there with her relative and we'll see that whole thing play out as they move through the camp, basically. Gotcha. Oh, my God. That's brilliant. So they stop somewhere, and it's just like a flash of this, and then we get like a scene. And we kind of just cut all the bullshit out, too. It's just slasher moments, right? Because we're not going to really... Because we can't care about two sets of characters. So the camp right. kid, the kids that die in it, like, that, like you know, where, where her niece or whatever was part of, we're not going to get character development on them. You know what I mean? They're just going to be like right. Jason Fodder. That's going to be our, like, slasher scenes, you know? Um, but we don't give a shit about those characters. We give a shit about these characters because we already know them. So that was kind of like, all right, these are the characters you care about. These are just fucking 
this is just fucking meat, you know? Yeah. So you get all these intense slasher scenes as they walk through the camp. And they basically find that Camp Crystal Lake Research Facility is a thing. Because it's in part... Um, oh my god, that's brilliant. Yeah. So they, so they find this, like, under the lake, basically. And that's, like, the whatever clue Chris Higgins gives them, that's where it leads to. And they find all this shit in there. It's basically a research facility. So... What they wind up finding out is that when, when Pamela had Jason, he was sick. Uh, not the way he looked now, just sick. So she brought him to these doctors that might be able to help him. The doctor's like, well, we can. It's experimental. We don't know if it'll work, but we'll, we'll try. But these doctors weren't really like doctors. They were basically like scientists who were in, um, working on biological weapons. So they basically put like what they equivalent of a virus in him to see if it would basically give him abilities. And it just deformed him. And I kind of wanted some of that to carry over to Pamela. Maybe like he bit her or something like that. Or something happened. Like he maybe had a fit and he bit her. And she got a little bit of this bug in her. Because she, she's kind of crazy, right? So like it basically just like infects this family. Uh, it doesn't work. He just gets sicker and sicker and sicker. This thing doesn't really like help him. It just hurts him. It doesn't give him abilities. He fucking drowns. So, you know, we know Pamela goes and she kills all these camp counselors. But we don't know is Pamela also went and killed every single fucking doctor involved in that experiment. And burn up and, and burn down the office or the lab, or whatever you want to call it. So it's gone. Now, a couple of years later, we get to the '80s, and you have like you know, like whatever, like say it's like a military-sanctioned, you know, like lab or whatever, right? So like, well, we lost that, we lost that branch, we lost what they were working on, but the kids in the lake. So let's continue the research with that body. So they basically pull Jason's body from the water, and they they extract whatever viruses was in him to kind of rework it. And they set up an entire lab under under the lake, right? Now, Jason's body's still, like, there. It's kept in, like, a, you know, like a thing, you know? Um, right. And so now Jason is dead. But he kind of, like, lived through other experiments. Because, like, what they took out of him, they put into a bunch of other kids. So, like, it's like, yeah, he's dead. But then, like, also, not really. Like, we have, like, the essence of what that was in another kid. So, like, I want them to kind of experiment on a group of kids this time, and, like, a lot of them fucking die. They don't make it. Um, But one does shine out to have extremely um, heightened strength and resilience, like, almost cannot be killed. At the same time, they're researching these kids. They're also researching a a little girl with telekinetic powers, which is Tina. They say, all right, maybe we'll try to give her the virus to see if it'll make her stronger, how she has a freak out before it could even happen. Her body basically, like, rejects this thing. She wipes the fucking lab out, kills all the doctors, releases the only experiment that's left, which is our Jason. And that's how we get Jason in, in, in Camp Crystal Lake. Okay. All right. Okay, with, gotcha. All right. How, you with me so far? Is it... Oh, I'm with you. I'm with you. <laughs> okay. This is so much better than mine. <laughs> oh, I'll say that. <laughs> so, yeah, it's so basically, like, the final, like, the, the this group of uh, final girls and guy <laughs> all kind of find this out. And they're like, okay, we need fucking Tina. We, we got it. We got to get her. So they go and they convince her to come. And they basically, you know, uh, take everything that they got from the lab. You know, I'm thinking maybe like another character, uh, maybe like, maybe Trish or somebody would be like someone that could kind of like understand this stuff a little bit. You know what I mean? I also thought about maybe putting in like uh, somebody from the, la- from the lab that was still around that says, I'll help you. But they're not really going to help them. You know, they're kind of going to... You just use them to, to unleash Jason again. You know, something yeah. like that. You know, like the details, like whatever. But you have like that moment, right? They're, they're like turncoat, like scientists. Jason is, you know, born from a virus, basically. He's like a biological weapon. So the one that they know. So they're working on like an antidote for it. Like, what could we give this thing to just kill it? You know, and they would have like someone to help them out with that, right? 
So it would either be like one of the characters that just didn't have anything to do, or like I said, like another scientist, but like that wasn't really the objective. They kind of, you know, they were just trying to find him. But either either way, you know, they, they sort of, um, they get this, they go back uh, to lure him out. And, you know, then, then we finally get our Jason fight now. You know, we've seen a, a lot of it, obviously, through, the, you know, bef- getting to this point from these flashbacks. And now we're getting them kind of going after him. And, you know, I want to have the moment where he basically just, like, you know, he's Jason. And they're having, like, this, this, this fight. You know, they're all having their moments where they fight him. Uh, he, you know, he gets away, maybe kills a couple of them, you know, through this whole thing. Maybe we're just, probably like Tina would be our last person alive, to be honest. Like, I think that would... I was going to say, that, that seems more realistic. Yeah, t- Tina would be like the last person. Like, maybe Ginny would be like the second to last, you know, because this was like her thing. So they're fighting him. They're, they're, they're holding their own. Some of them are getting killed off. We lose pretty much everybody but, you know, uh, Tina and Ginny. Um, and I just want to see this thing go like full bioweapon, just kind of like rip apart, you know, like get larger, maybe like, you know, things are kind of growing out of it. The mask shatters on his face. Um, and they use this antidote or whatever to kill him, inject him, shoot him with it, whatever the case may be, they kill him. And, and Ginny would be like the, sacri- like the sacrifice, you know, like to, to hold him so that Tina could right. do this and she'd use her powers or something like that. So it all like kind of come together from like what they've done in the past and like what they wanted to do. Uh, in the movie so they go and they basically inject him with it and then he's fucking dying so i wanted like the final scene of this to basically be like you know jenny kind of dies off tina's there and she's basically just watching jason fall apart like i want his arm to fucking fall off like his like jaw to fall off and he's kind of walking towards the lake like his last ditch effort to stay alive he's walking towards the lake and as he's walking towards the lake all his victims come out of the lake that he's killed throughout all the movies. And the and, oh, shit. and walking towards him in in the kills as they were killed in. You know, like like what if they were killed like, you know, a certain way, that's what they look like now. All coming right. out of the lake walking towards him as he's walking towards them and basically um gets on a boat like and just sort of like you know, like it floats out to these people and they're all kind of surrounding him. And then right as he's looking out and he's basically just falling apart and like the sun's coming up and this almost nothing left of his body Alice would jump out of the water and grab the boat like a dead Alice would jump out of the water and grab the boat as like his the last victim he sees that's fantastic so that's basically my my movie idea um and like I said it's off the wall 100% but I just thought it'd be cool to do something different while also keeping like certain elements there and tie everything in because you could find a way to make all the movies work even like Jason goes to hell because you could kind of say, well, they were these people were kind of infected by the virus because they ate him. You know what I mean? Like something like right. that. There's ways to work that in there. You know, the, the Freddy stuff, you know, whatever. It's more like fantastical, but whatever. You just say it happened. Like it doesn't, you know, Freddy could exist right. in this world, right? Because he kind of yeah, is yeah. in two movies at this point. And the remake, I want to put in, in the background as like a movie poster, like, oh, they made a movie about something that happened at Camp Crystal Lake. That's awesome. So it ties in everything. That was like my plan. And I, and I wanted to end with like, you know, all like the victims coming at him and Alice being the last one to grab him. Like she that. was like the jump scare she had in the original. Like that's kind of what right. I thought. Yeah. Now it could be like, like you know, it, it could be, if it was done well, it might be awesome. You know what I mean? But it could also be very silly. Right. That was my movie to, movie plan to fix the franchise. I like it, dude. I fucking love that. Nice. I love that. Nice. Oh, should... you're making me blush. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, you should just write it. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I might like detail it out more uh, if you wanted to. At some point, we could do this again, you know, like with more details and more tie-ins and stuff like that. But 
that's kind of my summary on it. What do you got? So I I, I did something very different, kinda. Okay. Um, so let's let's talk about the uh, the Victor Miller lawsuit for yes. a second um, I, yeah, before okay. we get into this. We, we touched upon this like briefly, but not a lot, yeah. Right. Um, so the the screenwriter of the original movie uh, was uh, Victor Miller. He had this lawsuit against, I guess, it was Sean Cunningham. Yeah, I, I believe so. Yeah, um, and the studio, I guess. Like. And the studio, yeah. But the the basic the gist of the uh, the lawsuit was that he claimed that he owned the rights to the original Friday the Thirteenth um, because. Uh, he wrote the movie. And this lawsuit was basically the reason everything stalled after the reboot. There hasn't been a new movie uh, since 2009 because of that. The lawsuit is now settled. It's 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 done. He won the... It looks not even settled. He won the lawsuit. Yeah, he did win. Yeah. So that means that the rights to the original movie revert back to him. Yes. Um, and what does that really mean? What does he own? He owns the domestic rights to the original film and concept. Uh, Sean Cunningham still owns the foreign rights to the film and the sequels. Okay. So Victor Miller owns basically Camp Crystal Lake, Jason as he was in the first movie. Mm-hmm. The character. I mean, is it the character of Jason that he owns? Um, is it I kind mean, of creative? Technically, he did create Jason Voorhees. He does not own, like, he, he doesn't have any rights to the iconography of Jason Voorhees. Okay. So he can't put him in the fucking hockey mask or any of that shit. Right, right. But he doesn't even want Jason. That's okay. a thing. Okay. Um, because he, Victor Miller has never seen any of the sequels. Yeah, I've heard that, yeah. I don't know if I believe that, but I've heard that. Well, according to him, he has not seen the sequels. Right. Uh, he's been very outspoken against them and the core concepts that has kept the franchise alive this entire time. Jason Voorhees himself. Right. Miller has always seen the story, his specific story, I should say, as a revenge story of a mother who has been driven by grief and rage, um, with Jason just being this hapless victim and his death being the motivating action of the film. Yeah. So... Keeping this in mind, it's very possible that any film that Victor Miller might be involved with going forward may not even feature Jason at all. Because, like you said before, everybody involved in the original movie says Jason's fucking dead. Yeah, yeah. You know? That's a, that's a big thing, yeah. So what Victor Miller has right now is essentially the characters and concepts that were introduced in the first movie. Right. So, like, what can be done with it what should be done with it at this point i mean who knows there's a million things you can do with it from this point the last movie was the remake back in 20 or 2009 it's been 12 years that was the 12th movie in the franchise like we said uh so what do you do do you continue the story that was laid out in the reboot do you return to the original timeline do you make a direct sequel to the original that ignores everything that came after that and you take the series in a completely new direction what I'm doing with my pitch is going off of what could Victor Miller do? Okay. What would be an interesting direction for Victor Miller to take if he wanted to make his own Friday the 13th franchise now? I'm very excited to hear what you have to say. I've been very much looking forward to this episode because I really want to know what you were thinking. My, my idea, I'll, I'll tell you my, my, my general idea for it. I, I took the same idea that you had, which was it's a 
straight up slasher flick. Yeah. Um, I want it to be very much in the same vein and tone for the most part as that original movie and most of the movies after that, let's be honest. Yes. Um, I want it to very much be a 1980s slasher flick. I want practical effects. I want practical effects makeup because there's going to be a fucking lot of it in this flick. Yeah. Um, I gotta tell you, I did not get even as detailed as you did in this. I don't have character names. I don't even have a number of characters that are going to okay. be in this movie. I have vague concepts uh, that can later be expanded upon. Yeah, I'm just excited to hear it. I'm excited for a long time. All right, my title: The Thirteenth Friday. <laughs> that's yeah, I like that. I, I I was thinking that as a title too because that that that's kind of perfect. <laughs> um. I mean, yeah, it really doesn't get any better. Than no, that. that's, yeah, that's. I think. It, I think it kind of has to be. But uh... it's been five years. I, I took it as, by the way, the, the first movie took place in 1980, which is the year it came out. Okay. Um. So for me, it's 1985. It's been five years since uh, Pamela Voorhees' rampage through Camp Crystal Lake. Um, left nine people dead that in that movie. Um, the camp never reopened. Uh, the grounds have gone unkempt ever since, but it is still a popular attraction for those seeking a bit of a thrill, especially young hormonal teens. Uh, there have been occasional disappearances and deaths over the years since the original massacre, and we find out even before that, the local authorities usually chalk them up to stupid young tourists who don't know their way around the woods. Uh, what the authorities refuse to admit is that they are just as baffled by these occurrences as everyone else. The bodies that have occasionally been found around the lake look half-eaten, not by any bear that would reside in these woods, because there is something living in Crystal Lake. Something hungry, something old, and maybe the same something that took young Jason Voorhees all those years ago. Oh, wow, okay. I like that a lot. That's, that's pretty good. I'm jealous of that idea. The movie opens on a group of kids camping out at the old Crystal Lake campsite at night. They sit around a fire recapping the events of the first movie, much like the beginning of the second movie, but with a twist. The exposition of the missing slash dead campers over the years is given here with the suggestion that maybe it could have been Jason. Like, that's what they're kind of thinking. Okay. The campers are then all viciously slaughtered over the next few minutes by an unseen something whatever it is could possibly be mistaken for human except when the campers are discovered later they have all been eaten in some manner nice okay so my idea is that there's going to be a lot of pov shots again like they did a lot in the that, that was you know, those first few movies yeah the well, original one kind of made that a thing yeah yeah so i kind of want to do the same thing with this um and also keeping the like, same kind of. But we're thinking it's know? like an animal, like which is fucking awesome. Like that's, a, that's right. a, I really like this idea a lot. I'm like, tell me the story, Justin. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it doesn't get much more detailed than this from here. Okay. Uh, but we're cutting to a few weeks later now, September thirteenth, nineteen eighty five. Okay. The media frenzy surrounding this newest slaughter at Camp Crystal Lake has died down somewhat much to the relief of local law enforcement. Uh, an investigative documentary film crew has arrived in town to, docu to document the strange killings and disappearances that have plagued Crystal Lake over the last few years. Nice. 
the film crew is made up of the usual young, hot idiots that always show up in these movies, but a few of them are less annoying than others. Um, Long story short, they get killed off one by one until all that's left is our final girl and the creature from Crystal Lake, or what I should say, creatures. Oh, okay. Because there are two of them. Okay. This is not Jason Voorhees. This is an aquatic mutant monster that has been feeding off the inhabitants who have been stupid enough to disturb him for years. Okay. And that's not all. There are two of them. There's an older adult and a younger adolescent. The adolescent, keep in mind this is only five years after the first movie. Yeah, I got that. The adolescent was the one who attacked Alice in the boat at the end of part one. The the creatures are humanoid in appearance, more or less. Mm-hmm. With like Gilman body features. That's, I was picturing like kind of like a like a cool looking Gilman, yeah, yeah, like a yeah. Horror, horror version of a Gilman, yeah. That's kind of what I was like, thinking. Yeah, exactly, exactly. With like hideously deformed heads. Like yeah, like anthropomorphic kind of fish things, yeah. Right, right. Like the heads. Honestly, I'm I'm look I'm thinking of maybe almost kind of retconning the ending of that first movie a little bit. Change so the that, appearance, yeah. Yeah, so that it's. Still, it still kind of looks like that, but just more, I guess, aquatic or fish-like. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, yeah. I like yours better, man. That's pretty cool. Because I, I like that that's kind of like, it's very in tone to the original movie, where it's like a mystery. You bring mm-hmm. a, bring it up, bring it back a lot of like the important elements of the, um, you know, of, of the first film. Yeah, kind of like that twist on like, okay, what took him into the water, and and, and what was it, and, and what, that was a thing that attacked Alice. I like that a lot, actually. I think that's great, and that is what he could do. You're right, like that's well within his grasp. Those are all the concepts and ideas that he still owns. Yeah, I mean that's, that's kind of what I'm thinking. Um, just no fucking Jason Voorhees. Like, just to, to, I like that man. That's kind of what yeah. made the first movie so awesome. You're right. Yeah. Uh, so oh, fuck I my idea, movie. man. My idea was fan service garbage. <laughs> no, I think your idea is much better. With Resident um, Evil. So I, <laughs> I, I basically, I end the movie, our main character actually dies. Um, our final girl dies, uh, killing the adult creature, but the adolescent lives and returns to the lake. And now this is what, like, this is the direction that they could take the franchise if they wanted to continue it from there. Yeah, or just make them anthology movies, like, you know, just make them about different things that happen at the lake. Yeah. That yeah, have, like, some kind of subtle tie to, like... There, there could be other weird shit that happens around there, you know? Like, the lake's the problem, not fucking Jason. Right, right. Yeah. I like that a lot. So, yeah, I mean, that's it. That's it. It's, it's pretty simple. Yeah, I, I kept it uh, relatively brief, and... Um... Yeah, we had two very different ideas, man. That's pretty, that's pretty cool. I, I was curious, like, how close they'd be. They're very different. But I think yeah. yours is fucking great, and you seem like mine too. So like that's that's awesome. No, I love you. Like yours is like the perfect idea for like making like if you wanted to do like a legacy sequel. Yeah. Yours is perfect. Like that is the idea that should be done. You went fucking Halloween three, man, and I respect that. <laughs> I, yeah, I kind of did. I kind of <laughs> did. Yeah, man. Right. Oh, that's awesome, man. I like that a lot. I would I would love to fucking detail these out like next year and sort of like tell tell the stories through the podcast, you know? I think that'd be great. I'd like to hear more of that and I, I I would like to flesh mine out too. I think that'd be kinda cool. But what do you guys think? Please leave a <laughs> comment. And give us a like and subscribe, please. Yeah, and don't um, and don't unsubscribe because I said the word retard. I didn't mean it like that. Stop saying it. <laughs> 
Yeah, so, I mean, dude, I love yours. Um, and, the, and sitting here reading mine, I'm like, I like mine too, actually. <laughs> no, man, um, they, 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 I, I'm glad they were two different things, too, you know? Um, oh, me that, too. Yeah, that's cool, man. Yeah. So, you know, maybe, like, we'll work real hard and get more followers, Justin. You know, we'll get, next year we'll get a lot more people listening, and then they'll listen to this. So that'll be kind of great. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, screw, the, screw these listeners now, man. We want better ones. <laughs> We're kidding. Please don't leave. We, we respect your friendship. Oh, uh, younger ones. <laughs> Please don't leave us. <laughs> uh all right man that's that's uh i think that's that's a wrap on that then um and then um we got some pretty good stuff coming next week uh we got a little a, a new segment as well so i'm looking forward to that too and we'll, we'll throw a preview on at the end of this and uh hopefully yeah, you guys I'm, I'm really looking forward to this <laughs> yeah me too uh so hopefully you guys enjoyed and like uh like justin said before uh you know leave a comment tell us what you think give us your ideas too we'd love to hear them and um, I think that's about it. Yeah, that's all I got. All right, man. Well, I will talk to you soon, and uh, have a good night, man. All right, dude. Have a good night. Later. Bye-bye. Next week on Sexy Vampire Teeth Podcast. Lawnmower Man 2, for some reason, has, like, two different subtitles. <laughs> the Rakening. <laughs> <laughs> Leaf Blower. Uh, no, it's a Lawnmower Man 2 Beyond Cyberspace or Lawnmower Man 2 Job's War. What does that even mean? What's Beyond Cyberspace? <laughs> well, watch the movie and find out, Joe. He just goes into like the Beast War cartoon after that? <laughs> he goes into Reboot. Ah, oh, Reboot. <laughs> I love me some Reboot. Oh. Hey guys, if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to our podcast on Spotify and Apple iTunes. Also, you can follow us on social media. We have Twitter, and that's at Sexy Vamp Teeth. We also have Instagram at the Sexy Vampire Teeth Podcast. And if you want to follow Justin, all you that's need to me. do... Oh, you're still on the phone? Uh, I very rarely ever hang up. Tell the people where they could follow you, Justin. Well, if you want to follow me on Facebook, you can find me as Justin Tong. If you want to follow me on Instagram, you can find me jtong81. And if you want to follow me on Slasher, the horror-based social media site, you can find me at Sexy Vampire Teeth Pod. And if you want to follow me on social media, you can't. I'm off the stuff. So if you guys want updates on the show, please follow us on our social media sites. And make sure to tune in every Monday night for a new episode. Thanks for listening, guys, and good night. So long, everybody. You've been listening to the Sexy Vampire Teeth Podcast. 